Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Do or do not. There is no trap. You think that's air you're breathing in? Are you ready? Are you waking up? Because you're listening to the Urban Yogi Podcast with Will Blunderfield. You're listening to episode 85 of the Urban Yogi Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, my sexual kung fu instructor, universal healing Tao teacher, Mr. Lauren Johnson himself. Serving personal and partnership health and evolution by practicing and teaching the following modalities since 1998. Tao and tantric yoga, Thai massage, Tao intimate partner massage, tantric and Taoist solo and partner bedroom arts and communication, nutrition, herbalism, healthy lifestyle, and acupuncture. Lauren began with Kundalini Yoga in 1998, taking up Tao Yoga shortly after, leading to training and ultimately certification as a senior instructor through Grandmaster Montak Chia to teach Qigong, Inner Alchemy Meditation. He created Lover Skill Tao Intimate Massage System, fusing Thai massage tastefully with bedroom art acupressure from Tantra and Tao Sexual Kung Fu, and gently integrating principles of Jiu-Jitsu, which he holds a purple belt in. He's licensed in acupuncture since 2016. I hope you enjoy my interview with my teacher, Mr. Lauren Johnson. He is literally a wealth of information, and he's one of the most compassionate and humble teachers I've ever come across. I'm really grateful to know him and to have learned so many amazing things and continue to learn from him. I know you're going to get a lot out of today's interview. Please enjoy this interview with the one and only Mr. Lauren Johnson. So I am here with Mr. Lauren Johnson. I'm going to put the bio in after. Lauren is just a fantastic sexual Kung Fu teacher. He's one of the most senior healing Tao, universal healing Tao instructors in the world. Um, I came across one of your videos in 2011 or 12. I remember actually in this very apartment. I think I even found it. it maybe it was on like Pornhub or something like that. Somebody had uploaded one of your sexual Kung Fu tutorials. And I was just like amazed by it. But at the same time, I tried to follow along with you and so much like body shame came up and insecurity. And I just was like, oh my gosh, what if my neighbors see? But my neighbors are so far away. It was all this programming from society. But I was enthralled. And it wasn't until about 2018 that I was able to revisit your work and really actually be able to have the the cojones to actually follow along without so much shame coming up. I did a lot of Kundalini yoga, which I think helped. Uh, as well as just sort of rewilding my diet and spending more time in nature and being around other dudes who are okay with being naked. And then that sort of provided a, a stage or a basis for me to be able to revisit your work without so much shame coming up. And one of the first things that you told me when we uh, worked together was the mantra, I am shameless, I am fearless, I am doubtless. Because fear in the present moment is fear, fear in the past is shame, fear in the future is doubt. And that served me and so many of my students so well. So thank you for everything that you've imbued upon me and the world and there's really no other teacher like you so i'm really grateful to to know you and to have you as a teacher and to have you on the show today will thank you for such an introduction that uh i almost feel like i don't deserve because modesty is my favorite hexagram in the I Ching. but 
Um, we do need this work more than ever, and you're a, a bright light in that regard and beyond. So thank you for granting occasion for me, this information, and all who are tuning in. Thanks, man. How did you first discover Montauk Chia's work? I know that you've been you were teaching Kundalini Yoga prior. Yes. Uh, it was Chine Song, the abdominal massage, because I was doing oh. body, body work. I moved to LA to be a model, which I was, Gap, whatever. And, you know, I'm not a, I don't do, do drugs or stay up late or get on casting couches. So that didn't work for long. But <laughs> the money I made, I took, put into doing body work. And then I got Chine Song when I was in San Francisco once, which is just abdominal massage for the organs and kind of Tao energy based work and physical too, both. It actually predates acupuncture. It's like some of the original uh, body work and, uh, TCM traditional Chinese medicine style practice. And so I got that and I was like, Whoa, cause most body work won't touch the core. Right. I felt so much benefit just emotionally. Number one cause of disease in the Tao and Chinese medicine that came from it. The emotions build up in the organs, the sexual function. Cause it just floods the, um, you know, floods that whole region in order to hit full body states. The sexual energy has to penetrate all the organs. So it wasn't a sexual practice specifically, but mm -hmm. later once I was like engaging sexually, like my organs were so open and I was like hitting these full body states. So, but yeah, that's just so answer, cool. Succinct is Chinate Song was my first yeah. introduction. That's really cool. I actually had sort of a first experience with a type of abdominal massage. I'm not sure what lineage it was from, but my friend Lucas is a really great body worker and we were in the forest and he's like, oh, let me give you an abdominal massage. And I like, it felt so good and so releasing. Yeah. And then I let out like the biggest fart of my life. <laughs> hey man, detox. Yeah. And it felt so detoxifying. I was like, oh, there, I feel like my original self again. So that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. It literally used the magic word because the original energy and the original cell was planted by the umbilical cord behind the navel and then the mm. whole body spiraled out from there and so kundalini agrees and the Tao agrees that the chi arises from here then it branches down to the root chakra branches down to the root of where the microcosmic orbit kind of comes up from the perineum but it, it originates in the core so a lot of yoga systems are upper chakra centric heaven centric Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons, judgment on the earth, sexuality, femininity, all that. But the Tao just gets into the, the, the root of being literally and just and Kundalini as well, but it just doesn't have the grounding. So that yes. was my transition. I still do Kundalini. I did this morning, long ink on cars and nice version of Sodarsh and Chakra Kriya. But the Tao is so grounded. So that's kind of what, what gravitated me you know, to, to that after the Chinate song, I just felt so in my body. Yep. Toxic wind. We call that coming out. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Whoa. And then I started doing the, the whole practice. What do you think of grounding? Like I'm, I've got my feet on a grounding mat. Are those good? In my experience? Yes, I have one. I've used it only once. One of my students, um, almost died from it. He had some kind of heart problem. Like it, I don't know oh. if he was just a unique kid, but it happened twice with the same guy. Like he started oh, wow. using it and all of a sudden he was like, he had to go to the hospital. Like he had oh, the heart, obviously, you know, a pulsation, the electron, you know, it has an electronic pulse, the, the, the energy of the body. And so it, I think it messed with that. And, um, right. and then he's like, all right, maybe that was a fluke. Tried it again. Same thing. So that's the only time I've heard of that. I know a lot of people that um, mm -hmm. swear by it, but yeah, that's my only, you know, counter experience with it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, should I have my foot? On it? <laughs> yeah. Anything to get grounded. I mean, it's just yeah. like, God, we're all, indoors all the time I and mean, you get a lot of sun but i mean most people like the jim morrison song not to touch the earth not to see the sun just run run yeah. run like most people never touch the ground totally it's crazy i've been really getting into like earth runners i don't know if you've heard about them they're like yeah. these barefoot sandals with the yes. grounding technology totally yeah so i love that um and just barefoot walking in general and just being naked 
you know, usually we start sort of the, the first chunk of, of the uh, interview uh, by like doing a meditation. Is there any sort of short meditation that you would be willing to offer the audience? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked. I just because I think we're going to get into, you know, very healing information, spiritual enlightenment, immortality. Those are different, by the way, medical. I just want to hold mm. up this um, release form. So by watching and practicing, you agree you're a legal adult, have your doctor's consent, do so entirely at your own risk. And forever release myself and all affiliated individuals from liability, from information or lack of information in this video, which is not medical or psychological therapy or advice. There you go. Now. Thank you. Yeah. And audio. Get that out of the way. Land video and audio. No, that's yeah. good. Video for for those audio. listening. Yeah. Lauren just held up a liability waiver. So practice that's at your own risk. That's why I verbalized <laughs> it as well. So that's awesome. So what I'll share is the, the first formula out of nine in master grandmaster montauk Chi's lineage he's the most famous taoist in the world and the first formula of nine is um inner smile six only sounds microcosmic orbit so the inner smile which is you want to direct chi somewhere direct your focus chi follows focus so you want to bring your energy inside bring your focus inside that's why they sit there and listen to the sound of your breath for you know weeks and months and years great but Focus with love, with a smile is even more healing. So I'm going to teach a basic version of the inner smile that's specifically good for the sexual practices. Because as you said, we're all recovering from shame that was put there on purpose by mm -hmm. the powers that be that we can address if you'd like later. Um, so we're going to do sunshine on water, which is a very simplified, sexualized version of the inner smile to help wake up our sexual vitality, our overall vitality, and to relax and recover from the appertaining shame of, of, of waking up your sexual energy. And so nice. we'll, we'll go ahead and dive in with that. So let us relax. Whatever position you're in is fine. Sitting comfortably, laying down, whatever serves you now. Tongue to the roof of the mouth. And you want to enter a parasympathetic state. The easiest way to do that is lengthen the exhalation. So bring awareness to the sound of your breath, inhaling maybe three to five seconds. And try to double your exhalation and feel your heart rate, and your thought rate slow down in order to relax and recover from trauma, physical or emotional. We need to enter a parasympathetic state. The easiest way to do that is lengthen the exhalation. And as we do that, we're going to bring awareness of the sun before us. And we feel the coolness in our eyeballs attract the warm light of the sun. And you bring the sunlight through your eyes, left eye, right eye, into your mid eye. And just like you unzip your third eye, just like you open up the windows in the morning and the sunlight beams through, you unzip your third eye, mid eye region and the solar light beams mid-eye into your mid-brain. And from the mid-brain, it's like you have a little mirror. You angle it down right into the center of your heart, the heart center, the heart chakra behind the sternum. This is the physical essence of the inner smile. Eye, mind, heart, power. Feel smiling energy in your eyes, your mind, and your heart. Because whatever we look at, think about, feel gets the chi. We're bringing our focus and therefore our energy inward. Our eye, mind, heart power beaming into our heart. And four words to sum up the inner smile, smiling, sun, heart, breathing. We see the sun in our heart and we just breathe into our heart. Like the research heart math did, just breathing in the heart. You get the brain, heart, coherence. 
longest distance in the universe is from the head to the heart. We smile and breathe into the heart. And we feel original spirit in the heart activated as we smile in the heart. And now we're going to utilize a mudra that's called the fearless mudra. We're going to have one hand prayer pose at the sternum, and then the other hand goes down below the navel, kind of on our lap comfortably, just to direct the smiling energy from the heart down to the sexual region to melt any tension and activate our sexual and overall vitality. So now it's sunshine on water. We feel the sunlight in our heart beaming down to the water of our sexual organ, our sexual energy. Original spirit in the heart activates original energy in the center. Simple smiling sun heart breathing. What does your heart feel like? Breathe into that feeling, awareness of a smiling sun. And you guide that down to your sexual center, which is water energies, sex chakra, water chakra. And that sunshine on water creates steam. What does your sexual center feel like right now? Guide awareness of smiling sun, heart breathing to that region. And your sexual energy from your sexual organ and your kidneys and your whole lower dantian, like a big cauldron filled with water. You feel that sunshine on water creating steam, activating our sexual and overall vitality. And as we allow sun to shine on water, you can combine the mental mantra that you referenced earlier. I am fearless, I am shameless, I am doubtless. Sunshine on water, feeling the steam rise from your sexual center, dissolving any tension, seen or unseen. And your sexual energy And as we allow that to unfold, smiling sun, heart breathing, beaming to our sexual center, dissolving any tension on any level, we mentally recite, I am fearless, I am shameless, I am doubtless. Because the kidneys, the negative emotion is fear. Fear now is fear and the past is shame and the future it's doubt, but it's all a contraction that shuts down our sexual energy, our creative energy. The kidneys govern sexual energy. They govern our, our brain. Sunshine on water. I am fearless. I am shameless. I am doubtless. And as the steam rises from your sexual center, you feel your sexual and overall vitality rising with it. Anywhere in the observable known universe where water and fire unite, it creates life and it creates a portal to the primordial. One of the great secrets of immortality, water up, fire down. Feel smiling sun, heart breathing, the radiant light of our heart mind beaming down to our sexual center and the steam rising, that sexual and overall vitality rising with it, and any tension on any level, specifically in our sexual energy, relax and let go and feel it transform that stress into vitality.
And then just cover your belly. We'll just do a real quick yin stage on this. So cover your belly and feel that steam and whatever you feel right now on any level, just all the energy in your body. We always collect the energy in our core. You put food in the belly, turns to energy. We put your awareness there and it turns into energy. So just feel your energy spiraling. Wherever we spiral gets the chi, like a spiraling galaxy in your lower Dantian. You feel your energy spiraling and crystallizing into a pearl because everything in the known universe is a pearl. You feel your energy spiraling into a concentrated pearl in your lower Dantian and into the radiant nucleus of that pearl. Relax and let go. All your thoughts, all your feelings, it's all food for your soul body that the pearl represents. Any tension on any level, all the sensations in your body, all that you hear, including the sound of my voice, relax and let go to the nucleus of the pearl. Concentrate and collect your energy into that nucleus. One last piece to sign off in style. Let's bring our hands into prayer pose. Inner smile into the nucleus of the pearl, intimately and infinitely connected, our personal center to the universal center. So our personal energy is multiplied with the infinite energy of the source for ourselves overflowing, ultimately to all sentient beings via our words and actions, the highest embodiment of wellness and good fortune. I think, I feel, I am. That was beautiful. <clears throat> wow. Thank you so much. And I'm sure our listeners vibed with that as well. So many men are getting into sexual Kung Fu because you've paved the way. Um, and the way that you instructed is just so clear and I really feel it. I don't know how you do it, but it's like you speak to my soul. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I so just I feel within myself. You know, so when I was in Hollywood, I learned two things because there's a big component of performance to teaching. Relax, have fun. Right. If you relax, the creative energy is flowing. And if you have fun, it's magnetic. So I didn't know, I have any that. idea what I was just going to say. In fact, I don't even really remember. I'm going to go back and look later, but <laughs> I was just, awesome. I'm like, here you go. It's just service. So thank you for joining uh, everybody who's joining. What does your morning routine look like? Yes, sir. I do the core four. It's what I call the core four. I have a free video mm -hmm. on YouTube, relationship empowerment, Qigong. Um, where What's I your YouTube channel name? I have a number of them. Um, I have this particular one was, well, I have lover skill, lover right. skill. That's my massage kind of tantric Thai Tao intimate partner massage, ton of free videos on there. Pardon me. Um, no worries. Then I have um, this one was a new one that I just released that was really just more informational called intimate Tao. Cool. So, yeah, but if you just look up relationship empowerment, Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, um, you'll see it on there, uh, but awesome. actually it might, might even serve. It's a bunch of stuff. Go to DaoYogi.com, T-A-O-Y-O-G-I.com. It's right there free on the practices page as, and, and other videos. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a quick, cause nobody has time. We're all like busy, busy, busy. It's like make money until you die, pay taxes, whatever. And, uh, so it's core four. I do some shaking with tapping to wake up the, uh, organs mm-hmm. and, and detox spinal cord breath, which is like my favorite, probably my favorite Qigong move. Um, the cosmic mm-hmm. facelift, which is kind of like a Kundalini activator, but very grounded to raise the energy up to the face. Because um, in the Tao, we, the reason that the empresses, as far as we know, lived longer than anybody else in the concubines is because they did the sexual practice, the jade egg. And because it's, it's, there's a direct correlation between how firm we are in our sexual organs and how firm our face is. Mm. This is before a facelift. So it's like, gosh, why do the empresses and the concubines have such a firm face and they're live lo- living longer? Because imagine if, you know, this is, this is all the energy in my body. If it's a, you know, this, this bottle, well, if there's a hole in the bottom it's leaking out, leaking out, leaking out. So by learning to literally put a cork in it, um, you're going to retain more of your energy and it rises up. Cause I mentioned in the meditation, the kidneys govern uh, our body's batteries, our sexual energy, but also our brain. So there's a direct mm-hmm. correlation between sexual energy decline and cognitive energy decline. Mm-hmm. So you're lifting up, it's really called brain and facelift Qigong. You're lifting up your brain, lifting up your face. So I do that. And then pranayama, the alternate nostril breathing. That's my core four. I knock it out in five minutes. Then I do nice. a little Dantian Qigong, which is really powerful. Um, Qigong for martial arts, healing arts. You're just really building up chi in your core. It's kind of like Tao Kundalini. Cool. Then I do quick floor sequence, super quick. I call it core four on the floor, just kind of stretching out, mixing some Kundalini and Tao Yin, Yin Yoga. Then I do a headstand and then, uh, and then that's usually it. I can do like 15 minutes past few days, just cause I'm currently healing. Um, and, and pardon my brute appearance. It's almost gone. I don't know if you can see, I have a little bit of a black. Eye oh yeah. You do BJJ from jujitsu. Yeah. I'm very gentle. I have to just, cause it's rough stuff. I'm very gentle. I take it easy. And I didn't even feel this when it got hit, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I, that, that's my whole system. And then so for the past few days, since I've been healing, I've been doing some Kundalini mantras, long at gong cars, whatever. So, but yeah, core four, Dante and Qigong quick floor sequence, and I can knock it out in 10 minutes if I need to 20 minutes, if I want to take my time. I love it. And is the floor sequence, does that involve stretching at all or it does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, cool. um, yeah, pretty, pretty simple. Like psoas is one of the main things that people are just that, that proverbial, like, you know, kind of old person kind of look hobbled over. That's all a tight psoas or primarily as I've discovered in my acupuncture practice. So I do a lot of psoas openers, the muscle of the soul that connects the upper body to the lower body. Nice. And, uh, yeah. There's some stretching there. Cool, man. I've heard you say that sexuality is the biggest wound in all of humanity. And I agree. I've heard it said also that it's the most upstream way. Sexuality is the most upstream way that the matrix sort of cuts us off from our power. Uh, Dr. Northrup, who we're both a fan of, she talks about the importance of if you want more power in your life, you've got to go to the literal place in your body where you've been the most traumatized, which for most men is the genitals for most women too, um, uh, to reclaim our power. What role does sexual Kung Fu play in reclaiming our power? And what is your advice to people who are shy about like these practices and nudity in general? Mm -hmm. Well, just the name, sexual kung fu means skillful practice of sex. So whatever your relationship with sexual energy is going to be based on your choice, inner authority, and so forth, let's be skillful about it. Like when I was in Thailand learning Dharmakaya, considered the Rolls Royce of Buddhist meditation in the Thai temples, and they're celibate, which is I respect. And they and they when they found out later that I teach tantra and sexual kung fu, they freaked out. And uh, and I'm like, look, if you want to be celibate, and I've gone through periods of celibacy. I did a whole year and, and then I found, pardon the graphic, but then when I finally, it was actually accidental, but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let one go. I shot 50 feet. 
Wow. It's crazy. But <laughs> I'm like, even if you're going to be celibate, let's be skillful about it. Squeeze your boys, whatever, because they have some of the mm -hmm. highest rates of testicular cancer. And no, shut it off, shut it off. And I'm like, okay, fine. So no matter what level of, of, of engagement you want, there's still ways to be skillful about it. Yes. Okay. So that's why I, I always tear things like, all right, well, what, what do you, where do you want the chi? Like, do you want full blown, full body orgasm, more pleasure than you and your partner ever, you and your ancestors, I mean, ever experienced leading to the highest states of pleasure and the highest states of enlightened immortality to, to, to direct that energy up and spiritualize our sex, all that's available. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know this wasn't exactly your question, but I feel like no, this is great. This an is an apropos cool. place to just plug this. So my original mm -hmm. tantric teacher, who was one of the last yogis to be certified as a kundalini yogi by yogi bhajan and i know he had some serious baggage with his pedophilia stuff but he still had a mm -hmm. very powerful system mm -hmm. and so um and my yoga teacher uh, later became a buddhist monk he's a sanskrit scholar from bengal and he um came from secret societies in india which he which he left he he, he left india and you know they were kind of blood in blood out kind of family but he knew what <laughs> secret societies were all about which a lot of the europeans learn their stuff from when the uh, East India Company and the British, you know, occupied India, because think about right. how much older the Indian culture was, right? So one of the things he told me was specifically around sex. He said, in the secret societies, they will induct their children sexually, not have sex with them necessarily, certainly not traumatize them, educate them. We're talking about simple education at the age of six, around there, mm -hmm. when the energy starts waking up. And why? Because you said it earlier, that's the root of our being. So mm -hmm. if you're strong and solid on the root of being you have a strong foundation to your house but if you're a mess there you can build up all you want you always can 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 be shamed out of your power right and so right. the way he put it was if you put a, a, a prison in someone's mind you don't need a physical prison and that's what they did so right. like you yourself and you are a very awake being and as i perceive i, I want to make assumptions but you strike mm -hmm. me as like the upper echelon of like radiant awake gorgeous all of it and you oh, still you yeah. still had a shame attack mm -hmm. you know most people mm -hmm. and so that's what my yoga teacher said he's like look i'm going to show you this technology but you have to have this mantra i'm fearless i'm shameless i'm doubtless because even if you were lucky in your own life to not mm -hmm. be traumatized or shamed and i'm so grateful for the wise mother i had that didn't do that so i had a I didn't have, I wasn't traumatized sexually, but all of a sudden you start waking it up. Your bloodline last seven generations are your blood, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to come out and just grab you by the throat. and You're going to have a shame attack. So it's like, it never fails to amaze me. I'll teach guys and they'll, as, as advertised, the highest pleasure you or your ancestors ever tasted. And all of a sudden they have a shame attack. Like, yeah, should I feel this good? Whatever. I'm fearless, shameless, doubtless. And I even think things like um, circumcision, uh, oh. which is really male gender, that's a form of, of shaming into the root, uh, as well as something called premature forced foreskin retraction, which is where the doctor or the caregiver doesn't understand that the foreskin is fused to the head of the penis by the hymenal membrane until a boy is anywhere from age four to sometimes late teens. Wow. It doesn't fully retract. And so they'll say, oh, you've got phimosis, but really the phimosis was caused because the doctor ripped the foreskin off the head of the penis prematurely, which caused it to scar, which is what the doctor did to me. I've got this traumatizing memory of lying on the doctor's table when I was like five or something. And he like, it was the most uh, painful experience of my life. He, he pulled my foreskin back prematurely and destroyed the hymenal membrane. Oh man, I'm sorry. So, no, thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I think that's another piece of how they, how the dominator system traumatizes men in the roots. I, I agree. And I mean, I, you know, maybe in the ancient world, 
and, and by the looks of it, the future world, it looks like we're going to like a soil and green society, but like where showers were like a big deal, you know, and cause no one had them. And, uh, but um, maybe in the past, like you needed that for cleanliness. But I mean, I have friends, two of them, they got circumcised at 20, their pleasure went down less than half the pain mm. they're scarred. So yeah, it does, wouldn't surprise me if it was an intentional traumatization, marking your cattle, whatever I'd be, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd really like to, no, if like the royal families and a lot of the clowns pulling the strings on this, I doubt they're circumcised. Yeah, I doubt it as well. It's interesting. Like I've done a little, there's a movie called American Circumcision on Apple TV now that's quite good into the history of it. Initial circumcision in the Judaic practices in the biblical sort of Hebrew sense was not actually a full circumcision. It was just the tiny little bit of the tip of the prepuce. Oh. They would just kind of snip a little bit of the foreskin off ceremonially. But then in ancient Greece, it was considered rude to expose your glands publicly in the naked Olympics uh, and the naked bathhouses and the naked performances. They would always be naked, the men. Wow. Um, and interestingly, the viewers, the spectators could only be men initially in the Olympics. Then they eventually allowed female spectators. Man. But the Jewish dudes who had been partially snipped, their foreskins had been partially cut because that was the original biblical circumcision. They did foreskin stretching and then they would tie a, a little tie around the end of the remaining foreskin so that they would look Greek so that they could partake. So they have these little bows on their penis heads uh, so that they could, uh, and even the ones who were not circumcised, the Greek athletes, they would also wear these little bows on their penis heads just in case they got slightly aroused when wrestling or something and the foreskin would retract. That was considered so rude. Oh so they all gosh. have little, they're called uh, dog ties, kino desme in Greek, these little, uh, you know, uh, bows on their cockheads. And then the rabbis saw what the Jewish dudes were doing and they're like, fuck this, we're changing it. So now, so the rabbis changed it from a tiny little cut on the end of the foreskin to fully removing the foreskin. Oh. So there was no way the Jewish athletes could ever look Greek. So it was just wow. a historical thing. This is from the movie American Circumcision. Man, and then, I gotta watch that. It's really interesting. It used to be for like, it used to be part of Netflix, but they took it down. Understandably. Yeah, but you can still watch it on Apple TV. And then there was, what else was I going to say about, oh, the ancient um, Egyptians. From my research in some sects, they would do it as a way to humiliate slaves. But in other sects in ancient Egypt, they would do it as an act of like, you've become a priest. We're going to circumcise you. Now you have access to the ancient wisdom. So it's very weird because in some cases it was a humiliation thing. And in other cases, it was a divination thing. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mine's about halfway back from like when I, I, it's a kind of an advertisement, but it's just the reality when I started doing like one of the basics of sexual Kung Fu, which is um, sharpening the knife where you pull on the penis gently, mm -hmm. uh, three, six, nine, however many times a day you want. And I got over an inch longer in less than six months doing that. And, um, and my foreskin started to come back because you're pulling on like the TLC tuggers and some of the devices out there to, to reclaim it, you know? And so, right. you know, I may, may bite the bullet one day and get a tugger and just go for it. But uh, that's fascinating, the, the backdrops. It's like, so even then, like so much hang-uppery in the ancient world. Like, but I think like if you study astrology in the eighth house, which is what the, the, that region is, um, it's like all the occultic, the, which means a hidden, the hidden mm. matter. So it's like our private part, my armpit is more private than my crotch yeah like, where did this hang up re come from you know it's just such an ancient ancient deep call it a wound or however you want to frame it and so again mm -hmm. these practices which regarded under the penalty of death 
forever. Mm. He mastered Chia had a very similar experience as Bruce Lee. When he came to this country, the Chinese were like, oh, hell no, you cannot, you cannot teach anybody else. It's a fine. He only taught Chinese for the first five years when he landed in New York, year of my birth in 79. And, wow. uh, and later, okay, fine, you can teach Westerners. So we're so, so, so lucky. Yeah. Not a moment too soon either with like what, by all measurements, like kind of a revelation apocalypse type experience. We need to be as strong as we can be, as shameless as we can be. And, you know, it's, I'm just so grateful that we have the technology. Amen to that brother. Um, the, the practice of doing the sexual Kung Fu naked has been really life-giving for me, especially sort of adding like an element of wildness, like doing it. I've seen videos of you doing it out in the forest, like with part of your body submerged into the river. These things really add a lot of benefit I feel. And so I've been taking men out into the forest and out into like naked beaches to do this and naked forests. And it just, it really amps up and even almost kind of like growling, you know, yes. like doing some testicle breathing and then kind of feeling the the brotherly connection through the pelvic consciousness and kind of growling into it like a bunch of wild lions. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It feels, it, it feels really good. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say it feels really good. And you paved the way for that because I think it was Gloria Steinem who said, you can't be what you can't see. So the first reaction, as I was saying before, to to what you were doing was like, oh my God, I could never do that. But then it's like, oh my gosh, he is he's bang on. He is totally on to this path that men need right now in this Aquarian transition. So thank you. You got it, brother. That is an amazing quote. Gloria Steinem, you said. Mm-hmm. And I think Steinem. she said, you can't be what you can't see. So there's so much, we're so fortunate to have, you know, access to so much wisdom traditions, all the influencers out there. I mean, everybody has a, there's something, you know, that like, Mm -hmm. if you get one thing, one thing that you'll use from a talk, you know, so I hope we say something. I just got something. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. And I heard go ahead. I was going to quickly say in, in, I was reading that book you suggested Taoist yoga and sexual energy by uh, Eric Steven Udlov. Yes. And he was saying that we, as you were saying just now, we're so lucky in the West to be able to have these teachings and to do them without persecution, because even the six healing sounds, he said, are illegal in communist China today. And if you yeah. are caught doing the six healing sounds, you will be imprisoned and your your organs may be harvested and you might be killed just for yeah. inhaling the white light of courage into your lungs. Yep. Yeah. People forget that, you know, and, and, and the, um, yeah, to this day, the Falun Gong people, that's what I didn't understand when I was in acupuncture school. It's a four years master's program. So I was just total immersed in it. And it really wasn't even as much doing clinical work. I wanted to study the medical Tao. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of work with it, but I really want to understand how the Tao relates medically. And now I understand why to this day, my instructors, I'm still friends with some of them, and they were all from China. I went to a Chinese school, um, will not admit to that the Tao is what Chinese medicine came from. They will not say that because of what you're saying. It's like, no, there's so much persecution. And we're starting to see that now in this country where the cancel culture and this, you know, censorship fiesta and the mm-hmm. law, you know, against the First Amendment, don't even Second Amendment, forget that. That's another, just the First Amendment. You can't even say anything anymore. It's you know, and so, um, we're starting to see that kind of global, like uh, some, some analysts have said, if you want to know what's going to happen in the West tomorrow, look at what's happening in China today, you know, and mm-hmm. they announced the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, which is going to be programmable. So if you're not in lockstep with, you know, Biden signed it March 9th, it looks like it's going to affect in December where, where if you don't get in, in lockstep with what the government says, which, okay, vaccines, I'll die before I take it literally over my dead body, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing. And, and 
they shut it off. You can't, you can't transact. And it has a negative interest rate, which means you can't aggregate wealth. If you don't spend it, it loses its value. So I mean, right. we're becoming that Chinese. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah, for the time being, we still have freedom to have this conversation and do our practice. So such a, such a blessing. It, it is really so crazy. Even up in Canada, it's become like a communist China. Even our um, prime minister Trudeau has said he admires China. Oh, I know. I've heard it. You know, it's, it's just crazy. And there's this app, like I've been invited by this, um, they're called Channel 5 News, to go and do some tour dates and talk about sexual kung fu and teach the audience testicle breathing. And literally, there's certain people oh. like on, under the YouTube comments, they're like, oh, like he should, we should kill him. Like, I don't know if they're joking or not. So right. part of me is like, oh my God, like I'm being threatened with my life just for teaching testicle breathing, right? right? And then the other part of sort of the fear of coming down to the States, you know, is the coming back. You have to right. download this app to get back into Canada, even as a citizen of Canada called ArriveCan, which I think is um, the prelude to what you're talking about because Trudeau wants Canada to become like China. So all my friends who are on the same page as us, they're like, no, 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 go down. I'm like, oh shit, do I have to wear like a bulletproof vest? Like I'm kind of scared. But then on the way back, do not download the ArriveCan app. Just say, you know, I'm a Canadian citizen. Here's my passport. You know, I'm legally allowed to uh, re-enter the country uh, you know, I'm not giving you my address. I'm not giving you anything. Please let me back in. So just, it's like so many, it's like, it's just a crazy world we live in. I, I personally, this is why I'm not traveling right now. I mean, I haven't even gone to see my folks in Texas since this started. Um, you know, I just know because they, they can hang you up, you know, they'll get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So you just can't come back. That's kind of where it's going, but it's, mm-hmm. it's blowing up too. That's why I'm just going to kind of stay put and hopefully uh, it'll blow over. Like, you know, Fauci resigning, like it's starting to, it's starting to come out the yeah. reality of the situation. More people have died from the shot than from actual what the shot is supposed to prevent like that. You know, I heard Mike Adams. Yeah. that. So, I mean, it's unraveling, um, you know, but I mean, two major things, practice and preparedness. If you don't have a practice, you're not going to have discernment. You're not going to have peace of mind to like calm down and see what's going on. You know, I ask myself every day, is this being done to me victim or did I choose this to evolve my soul? Mm. And that keeps me really clear. So practice and preparedness, you know, I think, I think we're going to see all the fiat currencies crash. So whatever precious Mm -hmm. metal or whatever, but I think the ultimate commodity, even I'm over, I'm over crypto after Bitcoin took a crash and we don't Mm -hmm. have any idea who owns that stuff. I'm pretty sure it's central bank controlled myself. I have a little bit of it, but I'm not, Oh my God, bet the farm on it. No way. Um, I think physical holdings, if you're going to go that way, but the ultimate commodity, in my opinion, um, and, and this is Dane Wigginton, one of my favorite researchers from Geoengineering Watch agrees, um, what you can eat, drink and shelter with, that's it. Because we are seeing an absolute collapse of, you know, just like, like on the West Coast, like there's no water, it's gone. Like, mm. like Vegas is going to be uninhabitable soon. Where I'm at in Palm Springs was 126 last year. Not, I heard somewhere on the radio, I saw with my own eyes, the thermostat. It's like a runaway train of, uh, of, of rapid and people... Mm. I mean, I don't want to go in too many directions on one paragraph, but I mean, the biggest blind spot I see of the left is they don't understand totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. The biggest blind spot I see on the right is they don't understand climate change. And when people hear that term, they automatically think diesel trucks and whatever. And yeah, that's part of it, but it's not the whole picture. The number one thing is they're spraying the crap out of the sky, all the ready Mm -hmm. roundup, the glyphosate, that's all climate change, all the nuclear bombs they exploded to, you know, to around 2000 of them to test, you know, their bombs, all that stuff is in the environment. I mean, Dane Wigginton on his show last week, they've tested water from around the world and every single drop of water tested 
to the drop of water had forever chemicals in it. Every one of them. You like know? glyphosate? Yeah, all that stuff. Glyphosate, aluminum, nano-aluminum is the number oh, one right. toxin in the world. And glyphosate is number two. Thank you very much. And all the boys are autistic because we have yeah. a thinner you know, uh, blood-brain barrier than, than ladies. And some g girls get it too. One of my buddies has a daughter who is mildly autistic and she... Anyway, so what do you think of M while we're on that topic? What do you think of uh, chlorine dioxide? Dr. Stephanie Seneff out of MIT was saying that her philosophy or theory is that the reason why it helps autistic children is, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's basically, um, they call it miracle mineral solution. Yeah. They feed it to these autistic kids. They become less autistic according to Dr. Klinghart. And um, she says what it's doing is it's breaking down glyphosate and other things into wow. usable components for the body, which is Whoa. why it's helping these autistic kids be less autistic. I'm going to research it. I haven't, I'm aware of chlorine dioxide and Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt is my favorite MD in the world. PhD mm. MD. I love Dr. Klinghardt. I've been on board with his uh, protocol for many years. Cool. Um, some of which I'm prepared to share today regarding detoxifying from glyphosate, like with glycine and silica and chlorella right. for aluminum and so forth. But I haven't researched that the chlorine dioxide. So I have to, uh, I have to say, I don't know. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Glycine, um, chlorella, and then, oh, he was also saying zeolite clay. Yeah. Well, there's, so, all right. So back to basics. So we have 500, and this was a kind of an interesting story. It was an interview that Dr. Klinghardt and Dane Wigginton did on mm. toxicity. So Dr. Klinghardt hired one of the most famous toxicologists in the world 10 years ago when I saw the interview, which was two years ago. So, okay, 12 years ago. And at that time, there were 10 toxins in the world. He took samples from all over the world um, that were considered super toxins. They were so abundant in the environment. It was super toxic. Now, only a decade later, there's over 500. Wow. And this is why the insect population is down like 90%, the plankton down 90%, the animal population in general, 80 to 90%. And so these are all what we would call climate change, right? And so right. of those 500 super toxins, the top two were nano aluminum from the geoengineering spraying, which has been going on on record for 75 years. The first ingredient in the patents is nano aluminum, which could never be there unless it was, unless it was from the spraying. They, they right. can't that doesn't exist in nature. That was my, that was all created, you know, and then they sprayed it. Okay. And mm. then glyphosate. Right. Ready roundup, which is penetrated every corner of the food supply. Organic food only has a 20% reduction in glyphosate. I'm sure it's in, you know, the water is a forever chemical. So mm. what he did was, and I love like how Dr. Klinghardt, they give you some, what can I do about it? Yeah. So with the nano aluminum, he suggested um, silica, which chlorella uh, binds. So you silica to release the aluminum, chlorella to bind it. So the silica will release the aluminum, then the chlorella binds it. Um, cilantro is the largest, uh, has the largest concentration of silica of the common herbs. Horsetail also has quite a bit. So I'd eat roughly a pound of cilantro a day. I put it in my smoothies, salads. I just go to town with it. Nice. It is mildly warming. So just be aware of your constitution. Okay. Um, I do it with other cooling stuff to balance it like aloe meat. And then, so, okay. And you could just take a silica supplement if you don't want to mess with cilantro. So great. Mm. That's releasing the aluminum. Well, now I take, there's binders like zeolite, like, um, what's the other one? Uh, charcoal charcoal and, and and chlorella but dr klinghardt calls charcoal a dumb binder because it also mm. binds to nutrients right whereas chlorella is a smart binder but be aware also i only only get my chlorella from health ranger mike adams i'm not on board with all 
of his rhetoric because he's a climate change denier with respect. He's, oh, mm. more, more, more carbon is fine. Plants breathe it. Yeah. Do humans need water? Yes. If you have too much water, you're dying. Okay. So too much carbon, it, that's a whole conversation that right. they're like, and I have to catch up to with respect. But that aside, mm. um, I only get it from Mike Adams because he grows it in the lab. So it's away from all the chemtrails spraying. Like I don't, I'm off spirulina. I love it as a 25 years vegan. I have lived on it, but it's aggregating all the heavy metals. And, and there's nowhere that I know of in the world that grows spirulina indoors. Uh, so chlorella, which has a higher nutritional profile than spirulina anyway, with from Mike Adams is grown indoors and he mm. lab tests it. So there's no heavy metal. But some of the filthiest superfood you can get is chlorella from China. Nothing against the oh, Chinese yeah. people, but the unchecked industry, right? Right. So I eat cilantro every day with my chlorella releasing the aluminum, binding the aluminum. And another sound bite since detox is the number one thing I think yes. we need to be aware of because the number one problem I see us facing is toxicity. When we sweat, I got this from Dr. Klinghart. When we sweat, the largest organ of detoxification in our body, which is the small intestine with a filtrating surface of two and a half tennis courts. When we sweat, the small intestine is sweating. Mm. And so if we give it a binder, that toxicity has somewhere to go. So anytime I sweat from training, from whatever, spa, I'm eating some cilantro, sorry, some chlorella to, to bind that toxicity. Cool. Okay, so that's addressing the number one thing, aluminum, just silica to release the aluminum and chlorella to bind it. And then the second one, oh, and one other piece on that, um, kind of on the level of prevention, he recommends fulvic humic acid. Oh, I take yeah. that from Purium. They're, they have a product called Biome Medic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which has got the humic fulvic acid um, and lactobacillus coagulans, which I think helps break down glyphosate as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like Purium's product line. Um, and so, what the fulvic humic acid does is it, so we're so mineral and nutrient deficient because the, the soils are so over, over farmed. Mm -hmm. And so, the body is mineral deficient. So, it sees the aluminum coming into the body and it's like, well, that's toxic, but I'm mineral deficient, so I'll take it. Whereas, uh, if you've got an abundance of minerals, with the fulvic humic acid, your body's like, you know what? I already have enough. It's going to reject the aluminum. Oh, cool. And I heard shilajit from the Himalayan mountains is high in humic and fulvic acid. It is. I, I, was, I, I wasn't going to go there, but since you mentioned it, because I love shilajit. It's amazing supplement, um, but it's all loaded with heavy metals. Unfortunately, I, I used uh. to buy the most expensive one on the market and loaded with heavy metals. And they'll say, yeah, oh yeah, but it's like natural lead and all this stuff. I'm like, no, but everything is. So, I mean, I'm sure that there's pollution and everything. You're always seeing those little reproductive warnings like on every supplement you can buy. Because think about it. If every drop of water on earth that we tested anyway has forever chemicals, it's really unescapable. So I'm not going to get caught. Right. And I'm fearless, shameless, doubtless. Yep. I'm focusing on my skillful response to the situation. That's why I got off Shilajit and I do a full vacuumic liquid. There, There is a, um, a company out of, I think they're out of Austin or at least Texas uh, called Chalk. I don't know if you've heard of them. C-H-O-Q. No. Um, but they've got a shilajit. It's a Prima V shilajit. P-R-I-M-A-V-I-E is the company. And they hot water extract it ah. in the traditional Ayurvedic way, which they say, I need to actually do more research. They say gets rid of the lead in it. Oh. Because they have that hot water extraction process. So you're just yeah. getting the humic and fulvic compounds. I, I like to open the capsule. It tastes really good and strong and pure. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? I'll have to actually have a look at that. I'll email them and ask for their lab reports just to make sure. Because oh, no, I, awesome. 
there's something that I do love that's helped me remain sober from alcohol and cocaine. I stopped doing cocaine in about 2017 and I stopped drinking May 3rd, 2020 nice. best decisions of my life. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the cocaine, not only is cocaine bad as we know, but in Vancouver, it's laced with fentanyl. Yeah. I have a buddy who was 28 who smoked a bowl that he didn't even know. And he died the most beautiful. This guy looked like just the most, most beautiful, you name it throughout history. He just shredded long hair. I mean, he looked like, oh, he looked like an mm. angel and he yeah. smoked a bowl, gone, died. Same with my cousin, Jesse Blunderfield. He just was doing a little bit of snorting cocaine, um, writing songs one night and um, there was fentanyl in it. So it gave him a heart attack and he died, left behind his young daughter, Ruby, who was like two or three at the time. Oh my God. So it's, it's really, it's, per, it's so crazy. And um, I had a friend, I was at a party. This is actually how I stopped doing cocaine because I'm such a, a purist. Uh, I was at a party and somehow this guy started talking about cocaine. He's like, did you know my friend used to be a Coke dealer? And recently he went around Vancouver and got 10 different samples of cocaine from different drug dealers. And he tested it in a lab and he could only find 7% cocaine in any of the samples. The rest of it was fentanyl and baby yes. powder and it's shit. So cheap. Yeah. yeah. So cheap. So I was like, oh my God, I'm paying all this money. It's not even cocaine. Fuck that. So, so yeah, I'm really yeah. glad I went to that party and he told me that because that's what kind of stopped me wow. uh, from, from continuing that. But um, what was the reason that I was wanting to tell you this? Uh, cocaine, uh, detox, it'll, it'll come back to me. Well, we, yeah. Well, th first of all, thank you. Cause we need you, man. I mean, very few people we were mm -hmm. talking before we started this conversation um, that we were recording very few people in the world of, uh, call it awakening yoga qigong all this they're mm. just like they don't want to talk about this oh you're being negative and it's right. like if i'm in a house that's on fire i want to know where the fire is so i can avoid it and how to put you know how to how to put the fire out i'm not just yes gonna, like like true ignorance like the, the the notion of sin in buddhism is ignorance where people think ignorance is bliss people conflate ignorance and unawareness yes I mean, this might be bliss but once you know better ignorance you're ignoring ignorant true ignorance is, is willful blindness Right. Yeah, I totally agree. There's so much sort of like spiritual bypassing in the spiritual community. And it's like, no, yes. we have to, we have to talk even like my friends who, I don't know if you're into the teacher, Abraham Hicks. I'm familiar. As, yeah. So they talk about, you know, just focus on the positive. Right. And so anyway, she, I used to be a big fan of her and I even went to Seattle once to watch her live and she was amazing. Like she channels Abraham who's like spiritual teachers and they say, you know, law of attraction, focus on the positive. Don't talk about the negative, but she actually went on record to her followers saying yeah the vaccine's great just get it it's oh. so amazing she's like there's non-physical doctors and and uh, scientists who are just so proud of you for getting it i'm paraphrasing her but basically she was just raving about it meanwhile for 40 years she's like you know hiv is not what we were taught it is the body can heal itself like and then she completely so many people like deepak chopra abraham hicks uh, the dalai lama like some people did yeah. a flip-flop in 2020 it's like you've been teaching self-healing for 40 years and now you're like you must get this experimental uh bioweapon injected into you um i don't know if there's anything you want to say about that but then i sure. i remembered why i brought up the cocaine thing so i'll, I'll tell you after okay Sure. Well, one of my friends is uh, students is from from Germany. Genius, actually, got like one of the first women in in, in Germany to get a PhD and genius and a half, but also a tantric master. And um, I was talking with her her, her uh, about her grandmother who was a child when Hitler came into power. Mm. And because I always wondered in my mind, how could the German people they were the most educated, the most tolerant, yeah, go along with that genocide. 
And the, the grandmother was in the personal presence of Hitler at some times, like when he would come mm-hmm. in the town and like they loved him. And it was relentless propaganda from the medical ministry is what right. they said. They like the Jews are dirty. We need to quarantine them. And it was just this relentless, you know, over and over and over. So it's like true brainwashing. Mm-hmm. And, and now you can see where people like, again, ignorance, they, it's, it's such an inconvenient truth. They would rather bury their head in the sand, but we're coming to a, to a flashpoint where that's not going to work anymore. You know, you can't, you, you know, it's, it's just not going to work. So I'm grateful that, you know, you're on the cutting edge, but yeah, so many of the spiritual masters, either getting paid or played in, in my optic. It seems like that. It seems like they've been paid off or something. I mean, people, I'm sure people like Deepak Chopra, it's a, it's a fine. Well, even maybe Esther Hicks, it's a financial thing too, because if yeah. she says, you know, cause she makes all of her money from Abraham Hicks cruises. So you have to be vaccinated to get on a cruise ship. Right. And she makes all yeah. of her money from these conferences that she holds in hotel ballrooms. You got to be vaccinated for that. So of course yeah. she's going to say, you know, get vaccinated so you can come on my cruise yeah. and same with Deepak Chopra, get vaccinated. So you can come down to my retreat center and do my yoga thing. And it's just so funny. Like in Vancouver, the yoga community, was actually disallowing people from doing yoga if you're not injected. And it, but even on like their websites, their yoga is for everybody. You know, there was even like a five rhythms dance group and they, they were called, yeah, they were called circles of inclusion, but they were disincluding people for, for, uh, not, for not making the medical decision that the dominator system wanted. So I was like, this is so hypocritical. But, um, the, the thing that I wanted to touch on about the cocaine and the alcohol is I discovered a plant from Indonesia called Kratom. I don't know if you've heard of it. I know very well. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. It's, it's part originally of originally from Thailand. Th- they called it Kratom. Kratom. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's been super helpful in keeping me sober from along with my Kundalini yoga, my good daily habits. Usually I take a little bit of that around 4 PM each day and it just brings me into my body. But the thing that I want to touch on is so much Kratom is adulterated with lead and arsenic and mercury and heavy metals. And I think it's because even though leaded fuel is illegal in third world countries or developing nations, they still use it. And so the plant will suck up the leaded fuel and all the shit. And as you were saying, everything is contaminated, but even more so in places like Borneo, Bali, Indonesia, uh, places like that where they grow the Kratom. So it's, I found one company based out of Florida that tests every incoming batch from Bali um, for heavy metals and all the things. But even in that, there still are trace amounts. Yeah. So it's interesting. So what I've been doing is I'll take things like zeolite clay along with it, as well as chlorella to try to bind some of that crap out. Nice. But um, yeah, yeah, and I feel like my Kratom use is kind of like a stepping stone to full no substance whatsoever. But in terms of like my life now compared to when I was an alcoholic cocaine addict, it's such a step in a positive direction because when I was doing alcohol, I'd make really bad decisions. I would have sex with somebody that I didn't really want to have sex with. Whereas when I do Kratom, all I want to do is sexual Kung Fu and tan my balls. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Buddha of the five silas are like, don't kill, don't steal sexual misconduct, which we might want to address mm-hmm. um, partner place time method. Um, and then uh, stealing basically, or no, no, uh, the voice like um, mm. wrong speech. Sorry. I'm right. talking too fast as usual. But no then worries. the fifth one was um, intoxication, which he gave more weight to specifically alcohol. Why? Because mm. you're going to do the other ones without thinking about it. Right. So, and, and actually, if you'd like, I mean, I don't want to do too long of a jag, especially I only have about 20 more minutes. Cool. 
So just FYI there, but um, the um, I should have taken more taken more time because this is we can do it again. It's amazing, you awesome. Know, I'd love to conversation, but um, I can plug a little something that's helped me and my patients in my acupuncture practice with addiction. Mm -hmm. A super quick soundbite. Yeah, so, let's do it. Do you know who Doctor Russell Blaylock is? No. Oh, you sh he's right up this this your alley in this conversation. So he's a retired neurosurgeon, and okay. I saw a video online. It was on YouTube. I don't know if it's still there. Called Nutrition and the Illuminati Agenda. Ah, he doesn't use the word Illuminati once in the in the conversation. I think his son put it on there just to get hits or whatever. But um, long story short, hypoglycemia. So I'm going to talk about real quick, and you can see it all in the video. But I'll sum it up as briefly as I can. So um, hypoglycemia. If you we consume now 2,500 percent more calories from sugar and carbohydrates, which turn into sugar than our ancestors did a hundred years ago, which has resulted in the vast majority of adults in the Western world being reactive hypoglycemics. Mm -hmm. And what that means is we're emotional wrecks and, and, and it, so it, and it makes us addicts basically. So part of Dr. Russell Blaylock is a neurosurgeon, so he can explain it much better than I can. But the key takeaway was, um, th that it's your addiction, like people that are alcoholics, um, the euphoric effects of alcohol are second to the fact that about why they do it to the fact that alcohol is such a concentrated form of sugar. So if you uh, want to get off alcohol, stop smoking, get off whatever the substance is, he wasn't saying, just don't tell your mind, just stop drinking, stop smoking. Because the mind wants to do whatever you're saying not to do. Mm -hmm. It's your hypoglycemia. Right. And then the cravings for those things will go away. And my hairstylist in the past smoked cigarettes. And I've just mentioned that. And all she did was she minimized her sugar for a few months. She just got off of soda and even for, for a while fruit and just as much as she could minimize sugar and carbs and, uh, and, and her craving went away for, wow. for cigarettes. So, you know, there's ways to help you because, because sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. So, uh, be aware that like, there's ways to yeah. have vitamin C because quite often the body's craving vitamin C. Um, you, the body, you, how do I say, um, you think you're craving sugar, but it's really vitamin C. So whenever mm. I'm doing that, I had a little vitamin C and it minimized my sugar cravings and also coconut oil can be taken in that spirit. So when I was waning from sugar, I was having coconut oil and or vitamin C when I had sugar cravings. And for a few months, I just minimized sugar. And then when I got back on it, wow, a blueberry was the sweetest thing I ever tasted Right. by a lot of vegans. And I've been for a quarter of a century, but they can be emotional wrecks because they just eat all these carbs and they get that quick up and then they get this crash. And then they're like hypoglycemia monsters, you know? So if you, take <laughs> away, you want to fix your addiction. And I'm not saying it's a big spectrum. I'm not saying mm -hmm. I have all the answers, but one key piece that I wasn't aware of fix your hypoglycemia. That's a really good, a really good uh, piece of advice. Thank you. So good. Let me make sure that I don't have any other questions. Oh, uh, so Dr. Dietrich Klinghart. Yes. I was watching an interview. He was saying that chemtrails, as you alluded to, the preponderance when he tested them are it's mostly glyphosate and aluminum nanoparticles. Now they've found graphene in it. Really? Well, yeah. So, so do you think the vaccine of the COVID rollout was partly it's like, okay, they're trying to spray the hell out of us, but it's not giving the effect they want. So they're going to just inject it right into people's bodies. Or is that too conspiratorial? Well, there's more we don't know than we don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll say that. Um, and it is really conspiratorial, but I'll say this. Um, so first of all, my favorite resource on, on geoengineering 
is geoengineeringwatch.org. Dane Wigginton, I listen to his podcast weekly that he puts out on Saturdays on YouTube. Um, and if you want to just get to the quick and clean, go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and watch the dimming. And in less than two and a half minutes, done, end of sentence, proven. He opens with the patents. It's been going on on record for over 75 years. Some of the patents wow. are over 100 years old. It's old, old mm. tech. He opens every show with LBJ raving like a lunatic in 19, early 60s. We're going to control the weather and who controls the weather controls the world. You have the, the leader of Iran on the floor of the UN. Like, will you please stop giving us this drought? Like, you know, this is just absolutely done period proven geoengineering is going on, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, so the purpose, the main purpose is the, the modification of the weather. And then the side effect is the human damage to health. Yeah. Cut to it. And when Anne Hesch just died, which reeks of conspiracy, reeks of yeah. a picture of her video trying to get out of a body bag when they were throwing her in the ambulance. And so mm -hmm. she did a movie in 2008 called Toxic Skies, which was- Yes. I watched she, the trailer a couple of days ago. That right. was interesting. Everybody's getting sick because they have so much aluminum in their blood. Yes. None of the companies test for They're not allowed to. Like the weathermen all have an illegal federal gag order on them. All of them. Like, what are they trying to hide, right? Same thing. You, you, they will not test for anything even remotely close to the size of these nanotech. Like, the level that they're allowed to test, PM around 10 or whatever, compared to how small these little nanoaluminum particles are, if nanoaluminum was the size of this tennis ball, the particles they're allowed to si test for are the size of this house. Right. So it's just next, they don't, they don't do it. Level. Yeah. But regarding the vax... Um, I mean, go ahead and answer the question again. I went in so many directions. I kind of no forgot. worries. Well, with the Anne Hesh thing, I watched the um, the the what's it called the trailer for her movie from 2009. It was so interesting because it's really what's happening now. She predicted it in this movie that she created, yeah. or at least she was part of it. And it was like the, the the whole thing behind the movie is like, oh, there's this virus that's killing everybody and making everybody sick. But in reality, it was the geoengineering trails yeah. that were causing the sickness. And I feel like the true bioweapon right now is the geoengineering trails. Yeah. You know, there's this whole lab leak theory, but it's like that hasn't been substantiated according to Dr. Northrup. But the the fact that the vaccine is making people sick has been like i mean i've got people in my life and as you have said uh, as well oh, when yeah. you actually see them they're completely healthy they get the uh bioweapon injected and then they lose their vision for example partial oh, vi yeah. partial vision loss and it's even it's in plain sight like somebody i love very dearly got a vitreous detachment in their left eye after the first injection of the covid vaccine and then I went on to the National Institute of Health website. I could only find the UK information, but the most common visual side effect of the Pfizer COVID vaccine was vitreous detachment and floaters, which is exactly what right. this person that I love very dearly got. So now they, it's like there's a permanent spider in their left eye for the rest of their life. It's like, that's oh so gosh. sad. Well, so it, it looks like it, first of all, my condolences. I mean, I have Thank three you. friends who died. My dad almost died a week after he'd taken it, Master Chia has been sick. I mean, I don't know about the Dalai Lama, but because um, I know he took it. I just don't know what his health has been as a result. But it yeah. definitely looks like there it interfaces with the 5G. It definitely because th there was a, an interview that was on mm -hmm. Stu Peters recently, this uh, engineer that was able to get some of the solution from the vaccines and he put it on a router and they were forming like circuits, like little circuit that actually look like circuits he's an engineer so we recognize them and, and then you have dr philippe who's pr absolutely proven the shedding's going on that's why i minimize mm -hmm. contact with people that are that are, that are vaxxed um mm -hmm. and so 
you know, combine the shedding, you combine all of it. I just don't know how else to say it. It just looks like Depop. I just don't know how else to say it. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. you know, call it fade th- fade. Do you think that, like, I don't know if you ever have heard of Ralph Smart. He talks about the inorganic ones who control the planet and our suffering is their life force and oh, our yeah. joy is their downfall. Oh, that's old school. That's basic parasitic archons, as the Gnostics right. called them. Yes. So I had, I have a family friend whose brother um, sadly committed suicide a number of years ago and he was an artist and I came across a random website, it no longer exists, where he had written a rock opera about the inorganic ones. And the, wow. the, the glimmer of hope in his rock opera is a lot of them are rebelling against the ones who still think it's cool to fuck with humans. And they're like, we don't actually need to do that. It was kind of like this delicacy that's not actually that yummy, like the child sacrifices and stuff. Right. So he made this whole rock opera about like the inorganic ones and they were siphoning our energy and they're doing all this nasty stuff to us. But then even a bunch of them are like, hey, let's stop it. We don't need to do this anymore. So yeah. I thought that was interesting because I'm getting that message from a lot of other sources too. It's like a lot of even them are rebelling against this whole dominator system. Yeah, well, the, the, there's in, I've studied some of the highest levels of, of enlightened immortality in Buddhism and Taoism and um, what we call demon immortals in those worlds, where mm-hmm. they're kind of like the proverbial Sith from Darth, you know, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, whatever, Star Wars mm-hmm. mythology. And um, you can't get above a certain level. You might get like kind of power or whatever, but you, you just can't go that high in the, in the big spectrum of, of the whole universe if you're not aligned with love. I mean, just to, just to cut to it. So there's a lot of stories and I don't know for sure. I wasn't a disciple of Don Juan the Shaman, but in the circles I've trained with, they suspect, it is speculation. I'm just, just you know, putting that out there that Don Juan might've been such, you know, cause if you look at some of their practices, it was like kind of verged on like blood sorcery and stuff. Mm-hmm. The Magnus of Java, again, I don't know. They're just, they said that that could be an example of how one who at least their lineage had blood immortal, demon immortal aspects was like, you know what, let's try to be good now. And let's try to, I mean, even just on the total down to earth level, Napoleon Hill, who was hired by the richest man in the world at that time, Andrew Carnegie, I think Carnegie kind of came to terms with like, if I don't do something virtuous, I'm going to burn in hell. And he probably did anyway. So, because the the other elites of the day, Ford and others were really pissed at Carnegie for hiring Napoleon Hill to write Law of Success and 16 Lessons. So I think they came to a point where it's like, I need to do something good. And I feel like that, yes, I, I think we're going to see the great, great epic showdown that we hear about in many of the different traditions of like, yeah, kind of good and evil to stand. I mean, it's like it's coming down. And that's yes. why, again, back to my basic, how much practice do you have? Because if you don't have chi pressure, you're going to lose your mind and not have the calmness and discernment to know what to do. And if you're mm. not prepared, you're not going to have food, you're not going to have water. I mean, California, their forecasting next year is going to be like, out of water like the whole west coast vegas arizona like gone lake mead lake orville they're like empty empty i mean this is like coming down so you need to really really be prepared and have a practice to keep your your center and Mm -hmm. and and, you know stay calm thank you that's that's so helpful um just a quick quick talk before you have to go about kundalini yoga yeah um what do you think of everything that happened with um, all the women who came forward, even some of the, the men who were like, oh my God, he shamed me in, at summer solstice and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you like to take it up the butt, get out of here. Like yeah. all the people coming forward after Premka, his secretary wrote a uh, white bird in a golden cage, my life with Yogi Bhajan about how she, he forced her to have an abortion after he raped her and all this stuff. 
um, I feel like part of the dominator system wants us to throw out the baby with the bathwater because as you said, many of these practices are actually very life-giving. Yes. So it's like they've they've smeared the entire Kundalini yoga thing because of Yogi Bhajan's dark side. But it's like, I think there are some nuggets that we need to retain. What do you, yeah. what do you say about that? I agree. Um, so power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And I've seen some of the most awake, enlightened individuals that were given power and given the money of the whole community and all the tithing and all the things you got to do. Like I'm the guru where they just, they just, they just lost their, their center. They, they really right. did. Um, and they, and they did corrupt things. So, um, you know, it's, I don't condone that at all. I think, and, and especially now pedophilia is getting normalized. I would, I would definitely fight to protect innocence, mm -hmm. uh, especially of children. So I'm not on board with that. However, Kundalini yoga is a powerful time-tested system. And I think it has a lot of benefit. Um, and I practice it. I, I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I do kind of, I'm kind of more Taoist overall because I think it's more grounded. It's like a grounded version of Kundalini. Yeah. And, and I think the pudding, the proof in the pudding as well, master Chia overall. And I've been around the block with gurus is the most down to earth, real McCoy. I mean, he's a solid, I mean, I can get into the history of this lineage, but it goes all the way back to the eight immortals. Like this is a real, this is the real thing. This isn't mm. just somebody said so, you know, business, but uh, right. yeah, he's the most down to earth. He's, you know, had his little humanness, whatever, like everybody else, but nothing like that. Um, right. But to cut to it, I think overall, yes, it's a benefit. I wouldn't just, this is kind of like the age of assassination, character assassination. It's like, all right, somebody did something bad. Therefore, everything they ever said or did is bad. I, I wouldn't go that far. I still think he, he has a lot to offer. I'm just not going to, um, I'm not going to align with his, uh, his sexual, you know, indiscretions i'm not on board with that but i think it's a solid system totally i don't know if you've um heard of the work of uh philip de slip he was um he did his thesis on kundalini yoga and he like when i did the kundalini yoga training in vancouver in india they made us watch videos of him and uh, of yogi bhajan teaching and part of me was like hmm some of this seems like it's not like because he would always yogi bhajan would always be like this is the secret ancient kundalini yoga that the 10 Sikh gurus did thirty thousand years ago and it's like i'm bringing it to the west and and then i was like i have a feeling he's making up a lot of this on the spot like getting people to visualize they're hugging a hairy uh monkey uh ape gorilla at the top of the uh you know that what's it called the the eiffel tower or whatever <laughs> like yeah. he's and then spinning your finger around i was like i think he's kind of fucking with us a bit um, and so anyway, Philip de Slip did this whole like research thing and he, re he came to the conclusion that much of Kundalini yoga, as we know it, as taught by Yogi Bhajan was made up in the sixties, uh, and that he borrowed certain elements like the Sikh chanting from another guru, uh, I uh, can't remember the guy's name. And then this other guy, he got like stretch pose and breath of fire from, and he amalgamated it into this package that he sold to Westerners as Kundalini yoga, but really it's not what he said it was. It's not what the Sikh gurus were doing silently, you know, in caves. Okay. I it wouldn't surprise me. And, 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 you know, what I would say to that is this, there's infinite ways up a mountain, right? And so one of the comments that people say about master Chia, if you're familiar with his teachings is every single time he teaches, he'll teach you something different. And you're like, so we're doing fusion of the five elements, you know, one of the higher kind of middle launch pad of the higher formulas. And it's like, it's totally different than the book. It's same thing with the, the jujitsu teachers I really like. Don't teach me technique, teach me principles. Right. If I can't remember a hundred te techniques steps. 
I can remember the principles. Mm. So, you know, from what I've learned from Kundalini yoga, the principles are there. It's teaching you to connect with Kundalini energy, to open your chakras, to mm -hmm. systematically withdraw from the suffering of your, you know, of suffering, the causes mm -hmm. of suffering and so forth. Um, so, I mean, I think everyone takes those liberties. You, you have to apply it to the era that you're in. Right. So, but yeah, overall, I think principles are where it's at. So I don't really care if it was exactly what the Sikhs, and he even said that. He's like, look, the mantra, Bajan, he said, the mantras in the past, we're, we're in a different time now. So I'm not going to give you old mantras. They're not going to work now. So, so, so mm. I don't mind that, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yes. And I think um, it's, it goes back to that point of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. He did a lot of really bad stuff, but he did channel or bring into the Aquarian age a lot of really great philosophies. Like there's oh, this yeah. meditation that he, I believe he channeled called meditation to develop the self-sensory system. And you're supposed to sit like this with your finger and then you listen to a recording of yourself saying it or him saying it. And he's basically oh. does this 20 minute monologue about how, you know, men are the most sexually impotent, uh, you know, and so, so much so that the Akashic record didn't even record it. Um, and it, it's, it's almost like defamatory towards men of our age, but then it's like uplifting at the end. It's like so strong. Um, so yeah, I just, I just want to tell the audience, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because there's a lot of gold in that lineage. Even if he did make it up, it's very powerful <laughs> and it's yeah, helped I mean me stay sober from cocaine. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, look at the United States. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. I feel blessed to the, even just say Western culture, forget the US. How about the West? You want to get into what our leaders have done. I mean, the royal families, the presidents. Yeah. I mean, they found buried children under that house of Franklin, who was like one of our founding yes. fathers. So it's like, yes, that doesn't mean I'm going to throw out the Constitution. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure, there's racist elements, blah, 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 whatever. But overall, there's nothing that's touched that level of, of freedom. I mean, just straight totally. up. So, so totally. yeah, I agree with you. We all have our humanness. I have things that I do that I'd rather, you know, not do like get a black eye at jujitsu, but I still <laughs> overall want to be as strong as I can be. And I need mm -hmm. my testosterone high. I mean, there's an absolute all out war on men. They don't yes. know because men are the ones that are stand up to this stuff, you know? And so totally. I want to be a strong man to, for myself and all affected by my actions. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I absolutely love your Taoist approach to Kundalini yoga that I've been doing on your OnlyFans. If people want to find you online, you've got a bunch of different websites, but your OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash raw tantra. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can just go to rawtantra.com because that links okay. to my OnlyFans, which is the cheapest, easy. If you're into the sexual stuff, that's like no clothing, full-blown mm -hmm. male empowerment. So that's rawtantra.com. Awesome. see my OnlyFans or my uh, full raw tantra kind of 69 curriculum. Daoyogi.com is specifically for kind of my UHT training because as a senior instructor, I um, can train and certify instructors through Master Chia, the most famous Taoist in the world. So those are kind of my two main websites, rawtantra.com, daoyogi.com, and then also loverskill.com if nice. you're interested in the tantric tie and the relationship body work. And it's all clothed and G-rated, but still how to, these are how to guide your own self to the highest states, Kundalini, the Tao. Well, how do you do it with your partner? That's the massage system that I created. So those are kind of my three main channels, rawtantra.com, daoyogi.com, loverskill.com. Amazing. Thank you for everything you do, uh, Likewise, everything brother. you've taught me and the world. And uh, you're definitely a, trail, a trailblazer, a maverick, and a very juicy human who actually walks his talk. And so I'm really grateful to know you. Likewise. Thank you for this opportunity, Will, again, to all that are listening and uh, practice well and be well. Thank you.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing Lauren. Head over to DaoYogi.com and his other websites, which I will link in the description below this podcast. I wish you a beautiful week, and we'll see you next time on the Urban Yogi Podcast.
Yeah. 